Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the Girls Mind Comments by Celebs. And welcome back to another episode. Hey, Jewel. Hi, Emmy. You guys, it is a blizzard in New York City right now. I love it so much. I know. I was thinking about this when I was kind of watching the snowfall in bed this morning. Like, there are so few things that are perpetually mesmerizing, and snow is just one of them. Well, you associate it so much with excitement. I know. It really, you go back to kind of like that childlike excitement of a snow day. I think no matter how old you are, when you see it snowing and you look out the window, your first thought is like, oh my God, a snow day. And then you like kind of snap back to reality and realize you don't get those anymore. Exactly. I also wanted to say that just uh, to kind of (laughs) prep you guys, we had thought recording today would be best case scenario sound wise because I'm in the city and we were horribly mistaken because the plows and the people moving the snow, it's just so loud. So I want to apologize in advance and thank you for bearing with us because I don't know if it's coming through on the recording. This is about our seventh time now starting over. Um, so fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We're both pretty nervous about it, but I think we're gonna I think we're gonna be okay. So as you guys know, every week we're highlighting a black owned business. And this week it's actually somebody that we found on TikTok, which makes me really happy just because I would love to start featuring more smaller creators from TikTok. So this woman's name is Kayla. I'll put all of her information in the description. But basically, she creates these really kind of unique hair scrunchies, which I like because I don't use the elastics. I like a bigger scrunchie. I just think it's better for my hair. And I was really impressed by her design, so I wanted to share that with you guys. And as always, it'll be in the description. And in a few weeks, we'll put everything in our highlight. Okay, Julie, you ready? So ready. First, let me just set the scene here by saying... There's honestly not that many stories this week. We're, we're definitely a little bit light story-wise. It's one of those situations where the regular news was really heavy, so pop culture news kind of takes a backseat. Right. We're like, realistically, we probably could sit here and explain the entire GameStop situation, but that's not what people really come here for, you know? That's kind of a bold statement. <laughs> no, I actually think, Julie, I've read enough about it where, not that I fully understand it, but I could regurgitate it in a way that I think sounds intelligent. 
I can understand that. I think I could attempt to do that, but I, I don't think I would be successful. I'm just going to stay in my lane, you know? I, I mean, obviously same. And also, I bet so many people that can explain that situation perfectly could never know anything about the Kardashian family tree. So, you know what? We all, we all have our gifts. Exactly. And I would choose this one any day. Any day of the week, you and me both. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. So we're going to start out with SNL, which as I'm sure you guys know, John Krasinski hosted. I'm sure you saw at the end of his opening monologue that him and Pete Davidson kissed. And it was great. He was excellent. Big John Krasinski fan. But for me, at least, probably the most noteworthy element of SNL was Machine Gun Kelly was performing. And I'm sure by now you've all seen the viral video of him carrying Megan Fox into the 30 Rock building. Julie, I live for that shit. There is no amount of Machine Gun Kelly, Megan Fox content that will ever be too much for me. I will never, ever, ever get sick of it. I know. I think it's because, like, I bet you some people watch that. And aside from the fact that they weren't wearing masks, which I know is frequently discussed, but some people watch that and thought like, oh my God, they're so attention seeking. And I get that clearly. But also that's what I sometimes want for my celebrities making public appearances. Especially those two. Right. And especially right now, like right now, life is so monotonous that if I'm going to watch Machine Gun Kelly carry Megan Fox when she's wearing this snakeskin outfit into the 30 Rock building, I love that. It's a highlight in my day. I love when you get a little vocabulary heavy on this podcast. What did I say? Monotonous? Yeah, wow. Oof. <laughs> Julie, it's, it's embarrassing. Don't, don't, uh, as Chef Rose said on the Southern Charm Finale, don't exalt me. No, I just, I'm a fan of big vocabulary. What can I say? <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Um, yeah, I just, I just am obsessed. I am too. And I can't believe that it's only a recent thing. Like, it's one of those couples where I feel like I've spent my whole life obsessing over them. Well, it's interesting because, you know, there's a lot of rumors swirling about engagement. I know a lot of people think that it'll happen sooner rather than later. I don't know. I honestly don't really have a gut feeling on it because on one hand, I know they've both said they think they're twin flames, especially her. She's very into astrology and kind of like spirituality, and she's sure that he's her person. But I don't know, you know, maybe she'll want to wait a little bit more time after the divorce has passed. I don't really know, but either way, I'm just into it. Me too. Also, she, you know, the rumor was circulating that they were engaged and she puts on her story, her ring finger with the ring that said, fuck you. Um, So, I mean, that was her way of denying it, obviously, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was coming soon. I know, you know, I just do sometimes feel that a lot of these couples rush the engagement, whatever feels right for them, obviously, but I wouldn't mind seeing them just like date for another year, year and a half. Yeah, of course. And also they both have kids to worry about and think about and consider in this. Also when uh, he picked up Pete and they both fell at the end of SNL. No, that I was just going to say, like the the Megan and Machine Gun Kelly part was all amazing. I'm not going to not like talk about it, but the end of SNL when they toppled each other over was the highlight for me. Yeah, you guys got to watch that in case anybody missed it. You can just Google it. It's a great clip. It was completely unplanned. Yeah, of course. It's just so them. I wish there was more Pete and Machine Gun Kelly content from SNL. Yeah, well, we'll get that in some form. I just picture Pete in all the meetings being like, <laughs> them being like, who should be the musical guest that, like coming up? And Pete being like, I don't know. I've heard of this guy, Machine Gun Kelly. That might be good. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. You're right. That's a hilarious scenario to envision. Yeah. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like, 
I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. So next thing we wanted to talk about, and I first just want to give a trigger warning for sexual abuse and also just alert, we're about to be talking about Army Hammer related things. But we were planning on coming on here today and talking about the comment that Elizabeth Chambers, his ex-wife, had left on that Just Jared photo, which we'll get into in a second. But literally minutes ago, Elizabeth actually posted it. This is her first public statement aside from that comment. I'm going to read it. It was a photo of the beach in the Caymans where she is. And she captioned it, for weeks, I've been trying to process everything that has transpired. I'm shocked, heartbroken, and devastated. Heartbreak aside, I'm listening and will continue to listen and educate myself on these delicate matters. I didn't realize how much I didn't know. I support any victim of assault or abuse and urge anyone who's experienced this pain to seek the help he or she needs to heal. At this time, I will not be commenting further on the matter. My sole focus and attention will continue to be on our children, on my work, and on healing during this incredibly difficult time. Thank you for all of the love and support, and thank you in advance for your continued kindness, respect, and consideration for our children and me as we find ways to move forward. We'll get into that in literally 30 seconds. I just quickly want to go back to the comment we were initially going to discuss, just because I feel like it's kind of all tied together. So we posted this, and I'm sure all of you saw it by now, but basically, Just Jared had posted saying that the director of Call Me By Your Name and Timothy Chalamet were teaming up together to do a cannibal love story movie. And Elizabeth commented and said, no words. We obviously posted that because it was kind of her first reaction. And it was consistent with what we thought, you know, the kind of shock that she had and the fact that she was very much still processing all of this. But this statement coming just a few days later really solidifies everything that we had thought and we had heard that basically she was finding out about this pretty much at the same time as everyone else. Right. That was the impression that I got throughout this as well. Yeah. I mean, she also has two kids with him, you know, like it's not just that she's processing this herself. She also, while doing all that has to still be the mother to these children. It's such an awful situation to be put in awful for your kids, awful for yourself, awful for everybody involved, especially, I I don't even know. It is just, my heart goes out to her, obviously, and everybody else. You know, I think also a really unfair criticism that I've seen, or I don't know if I want to use the word criticism, but kind of a very unfair statement that I've seen thrown around is like, oh, well, how didn't she know she was married to him? First of all, people like this, that is where they thrive in terms of having this kind of secret identity or secret life hidden. And what they put on to the public or to those kind of closest to them can be totally different. And that's very purposeful so that it's another way to kind of gaslight the victims because 
it's kind of this mindset of like, oh, him, he would never. And second, you know, just a point that I want to make, because I've seen this really thrown around a lot and it upsets me is when people are saying she was sleeping with him for 10 years. You know, how didn't she know that this was what he was like sexually? That is such an unfair and not okay thinking or statement to make. But additionally, if you want kind of like proof of that, even in some of his interviews, I believe from 2013 years ago, when he said pretty much essentially like, I respect my wife too much to do the things to her that I really desire to do. Which is why when we read that thread last week or two weeks ago, whenever we had the long army hammer breakdown, which I highly recommend listening to if you haven't yet, we were saying the reason that some of this stuff was so problematic was not because of the kink of it. It was because it was rooted in misogyny. It was because it was rooted in the fact that he was unwilling to perform that same level of kink on women that he respected. It was almost like he wanted to take that out as a lack of respect towards women. That's where the problem arose. So her not knowing is completely consistent with everything that we've known about him and his desires. Any amount of blame on her is just inherently incorrect and unfair, I think, to begin with. Um, But on top of the fact that this is his ex-wife, like when there was something that she kind of found out was a little bit fishy just in terms of their marriage, you saw the end of their marriage, let alone any of this. So there, you know, especially isn't blame to put on her. No, of course not. It just, it frustrates me. Um, of course. You know, because really we, we should, we as everybody following this should be standing with not only the victims, but also with her, you know, the two are not mutually exclusive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that just happened, I mean, minutes ago. And um, as always, we will keep you guys updated on that. The other thing that I wanted to mention was, I know we had said that Army is no longer in shotgun wedding and we found out that apparently Josh Dumel will be taking over his place. An excellent choice. <laughs> excellent choice. He's so handsome. Very. Okay, next thing we wanted to talk about was Halsey announcing her pregnancy, which to us came completely out of left field. I had no idea she was even seeing this guy. Neither did I. So his name is Alev Aiden. He's 37 years old. He's a screenwriter and a producer. We're kind of unsure exactly when they started dating, but it seems that they got matching tattoos on their foot back in June. So... It's been a little while now. I just, to be honest with you, I had no idea. Yeah, I think most people didn't. I mean, when I was looking and doing research for this section, there was such a limited amount out there even to begin with. So this was definitely kept under wraps. I don't know if it was on purpose or just for privacy reasons in general, but the pregnancy seemingly came out of nowhere for everybody. I didn't even realize that it was him until that comment, like when, until she responded to the comment when he said, heart so full, I love you, sweetness. And she said, I love you. And I love this mini human already. That's when I was like, wait a second, let's look into this guy. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like that had circulated the second it came out. For a second, I thought we were going to have like a Mindy Kaling situation where we weren't going to know who the father was. Um, And then somebody was like, is it just the guy that's tagged on her stomach in the picture? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes the most amount of sense. I know. We always kind of assume mystery until proven otherwise. I kind of like assuming mystery. On one hand, yes. But on the other hand, we're such hypocrites because we always want to know. We always want to know. But I just there's something about when celebrity gossip or news becomes almost like a game that makes it more exciting. Right. It's, It's so true. I think we just like a game inherently. I I know I do. You do. Julie loves a game. Fun fact about Julie, she fucking loves a game. I love games and I love puzzles. Yeah. Anyway, um, congratulations, Halsey. We are so excited. I, To be honest, like, of course I'm a Halsey fan, but I 
not die hard or anything. So I was almost surprised as to my kind of excitement level. It was, it wasn't necessarily consistent with how much I like think about her in my daily life, but I was just blown away and so excited and so happy. I kind of think that she's somebody where even if you're not a fan of her, you still get excitement for her. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. So the next thing we wanted to talk about was that Paris Hilton was on the Trend Reporter podcast, and she said that she started undergoing IVF with her boyfriend, Carter Room, which, not that this is necessarily breaking news, but I just feel like we've spoken so much about Paris and her relationship journey, et cetera. And in this episode, she said, and I quote, Kim Kardashian is actually the one who told me about that. I didn't know anything about it. I'm happy she told me that advice and introduced me to her doctor. I really want twins who are a boy and a girl, so this is the only way to 100% get that. The reason I mentioned that was just because this is not the first time that she's spoken about Kim kind of being integral in her fertility journey, because I think it was a while ago that Kim said to her, you know, freeze your eggs, you'll be happy you did it. Right. That She did say that to her. And as you guys know, she's been dating him since 2019, but they've known each other for 15 years. He's a friend of the family. His sister actually introduced them on Thanksgiving, I guess Thanksgiving 2018 or 2019. And I just think it's interesting because if she's known this guy for let's say 15 years and they're kind of in the same circle I wonder if they have been at events together when she was with previous boyfriends and he was maybe with previous girlfriends you know I'm sure they have I love when that happens like that no I think about that all the time and I think it's fun to think about kind of like have I been in the same room as the person that I'm going to marry and etc you know I just think that type of stuff when you look back on your life is really interesting I think you have potentially. (laughs) I may have. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) I think you have. Um, I don't know. That's kind of the dream though, right? Like, because then you don't have to put any work into anything. Somebody just like one day confesses their love to you. Or you like start going on dates and just see if you guys have chemistry. Well, that's what I mean. Like that is the, the alternative to dating is that like there's somebody that you've known for a while that just ends up being that person versus like looking for someone. Yes, totally. But also, you know, when you hear those stories about people where they find a, like a family photo from Disney World and in the background, it's the person they ended up marrying, like where your paths have actually crossed, you never interacted, but you were at the same place at the same time. That I find fascinating. You know what I'm thinking of? No. The Humans of New York story. Yes. Where the girl... um married the guy and was so upset that her mom never got a chance to meet him and then was looking back at her old photos. And it was something where they were on the same soccer team. And her dad was like, your mom loved him, like always said something funny about him. I can't remember the exact story, but I loved that story. Yes, we will put that post um, in the description just so anybody can see it if you haven't yet. But it's a really beautiful story. And I honestly think something that can happen sometimes in grief is like, when you're dating post losing someone that you care about, whether it's a parent or whoever the person is, what can happen if you let it is like, you only want to date people that that person knew because it's so important. And for me, I've had to like consciously stop myself and be like, no, like right after my mom died, I was like, I can't limit my pool to people that only she knew. I have to trust that whoever I choose, she will approve of, you know? Cause I think right. that can happen sometimes. You like want that person to have known your parent or whoever the person close to you is so badly that it almost limits your options. And you, you have to force yourself to not let it and like really end up with the person that you want to end up with and kind of just trust that that person will support it because they support and love you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, we just wanted to mention that story and just the Paris Hilton fan club, if you haven't realized. <laughs> I'm so happy for Paris, especially because kids is just something she's spoken about for 
such a long time now and wanting. And I think in the past year or so, it's really become something that she's spoken about much more. So for her to have somebody to take that journey with is so exciting, I think. I totally agree. So the next thing we're going to talk about, I first just wanted to give a trigger warning for domestic abuse and sexual assault. But this is kind of a developing story since it really came out today, but we kind of wanted at least to tell you guys what we know, which I'm sure most of you saw. Evan Rachel Wood, anybody unfamiliar, she's probably most well-known from Westworld, posted today on her Instagram naming her abuser as Marilyn Manson. And this is the first time that she's actually named him, but she has spoken about her abuse previously. And in 2018, she actually testified before a House Judiciary subcommittee. She was part of this effort to get the Sexual Assault Survivors Bill of Rights passed in all 50 states. So I'm going to do two things. First, I'm going to read a quote from what she said at that hearing, and I'm then going to read his response that he just posted today. She said, quote, My experience with domestic violence was this, toxic mental, physical, and sexual abuse, which started slow but escalated over time, including threats against my life, severe gaslighting and brainwashing, waking up to the man that claimed to love me, raping what he believed to be my unconscious body. And again, at that time, she didn't name a perpetrator. So today, she named Marilyn Manson. About four other women have came out in support of her, also you know, sharing their stories. And he posted to his Instagram and said, Obviously, my art and my life have long been magnets for controversy, but these recent claims about me are horrible distortions of reality. My intimate relationships have always been entirely consensual with like-minded partners. Regardless of how and why others are now choosing to misinterpret the past, that is the truth. So, I mean, obviously it goes without saying we believe her and we believe these other women, but this was a really big deal because it had kind of been speculated that it was him since she first testified in 2018, but this was the first time she's publicly actually said so. Right, exactly. I'm sure most of you saw her post, but let me just read it in case. She said, The name of my abuser is Brian Warner, also known to the world as Marilyn Manson. He started grooming me when I was a teenager and horrifically abused me for years. I was brainwashed and manipulated into submission. I'm done living in fear of retaliation, slander, or blackmail. I'm here to expose this dangerous man and call out the many industries that have enabled him before he ruins any more lives. I stand with the many victims who will no longer be silent. This is one of those where... I think there's always been controversy surrounding the name. So no one was, you know, thrown off or surprised by this being the case. I think based on, you know, their relationship, his name had kind of always been thrown around as her abuser. Um, But it takes still so much courage to be able to come forward and actually name that person. Oh my God, Beyonce. So that's why I have, I mean, I have so much respect for anybody who, who does that. But I think specifically when the person is in the public eye and you know that, you know, it's unfortunate and it's terrible, but Marilyn Manson has diehard supporters who don't give a shit what any victims have to say and will support him no matter what and will really come for those women that have come forward. So it takes a lot of strength and a lot of bravery to do that. And so obviously we believe her, we believe all these women and um, we stand with them, but I'm sure more things will come out. We just kind of wanted to update you guys on what happened today. And also in case anybody was unfamiliar she had spoken about this before, right? Like it's important to note that she'd been vocal about this abuse, but this is really the first time we're finding out exactly who it was, or at least she's confirming it. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about baby making for a second, because it's really not as simple as it's made out to be. Meaning there's just factually a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant 
And kind of, you know, for many of us, we spend our lives trying to prevent unwanted pregnancy that when you do want to conceive, there's almost a lack of understanding and resources, which is why I want to introduce you to Free to Fertility. Free to Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from egg and sperm health to ovulation tracking to conception aid. And basically what Frida is doing is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. And their products are innovative, easy to use, accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. They're kind of revolutionizing the conception aid game with the at-home insemination kit, which is almost, you can think of it as like a modern effective solution to the turkey baster. This is baby making simplified. Find Frida Fertility on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you. Okay, there's not necessarily an award ceremony this week, but we just wanted to kind of highlight this Sean Mendez Mariah Carey interaction because I don't know if you guys saw it, but basically he had posted saying, Grateful, the sun, the coffee, my health, my family, old Mariah Carey songs, music, humans. And Charlie Puth commented, which Mariah Carey song in particular? And she responded, I'm asking the same thing. She then posted herself and said, Grateful, the sun, tea, my health, my family, old Sean Mendes songs, music, and humans. And he commented. And we saw that we're like, oh, this is cute. We should post it. For a second, we were a little bit skeptical because we didn't know if they were maybe doing music together and it was like teasing a collab and then it would have felt kind of promo-y. Thank God we posted it. It got 300,000 likes and it's our second most liked post in the last three months. It's our second most liked post ever. That is fucking insane. It's so crazy. Also, does Mariah Carey not drink coffee? I know. <laughs> I was wondering that too. And also everybody was like, did you notice how she said old Sean Mendes songs? Kind of like, not as shade, but kind of, you know, reciprocating what he said. I love Mariah Carey so much. I will never assume that she does something without like a tiny, tiny splash of shade. I just think it's who she is in the best way possible. Well, let me tell you something. It is hard to watch her Watch What Happens Live interview and talking about JLo and not assume that. It's everything she does. I She's such an icon, truly. She really is. She's just one of those. She Her fame is just very warranted. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So we just wanted to highlight that and tell you guys that after the Chrissy Teigen tweet about uh, Biden following her, it is our second most liked post ever. That's insane, especially because we were so casual with posting. We're like, oh, this is cute. Let's throw this up. Right. I didn't I I thought it would do well because I think people really like when celebrities have interactions like that. Like it's very similar to Chelsea Handler and Martha Stewart with the pool. And that one also did really well. But I didn't think it was going to be our second most liked post ever. No, it's a good feeling. (laughs) Okay, this is a little bit out of order and not to throw you guys off too much. But as you'll know by now, the episode didn't go up until Tuesday because of the snowplow situation we had. I also forgot to mention Mercury is now in retrograde. So if anybody's having technological issues like we were having, that is probably why. But (laughs) it is 9.46 p.m. and Julie and I were just editing the episode. And since we had the extra time, we figured we may as well put in the additional stormy information that we learned before we cut back to the regular episode in the Kardashian recap, because we didn't say this when we were recording earlier today because we didn't know this, but I guess Stormy's birthday is actually happening in LA. I guess they're back from Turks and Caicos and Kylie's having like a very, very scaled down version of Stormy World 3 at her house just for the family. The ability for us to pop back on for breaking news, such as Stormy's third birthday party, is one of 
the perks of not having to be in a studio. Julie, it's like one of the two perks about not actually being able to go into a studio right now. Like all day, all we've done is complain about the snowplow outside. We're like, oh, if we were in a studio, if it was soundproof, we wouldn't have to worry about this. This wouldn't even be happening. And then all of a sudden, it's Stormy's third birthday. And we're like, thank God, fuck the studio. We're never going back. <laughs> and by the way, it is only for Stormy's third birthday. I love the way Stormy World is treated, where it's like, oh, is Stormy World 3 happening? Like, it's it's become the event of, of the century every single year. I know, but that's what I'm going to say. Is it four, five, six? Like, is it just going to be a perpetual thing? It has to be. I know. I think once you do something three times, then you can never stop doing it. Well, you saw her things, third time's the charm, the, the sign that she had outside her house. What's four going to be? Last year was two is, be- two is better than one. Ooh, I don't know. That's a fun game. The only thing I can think of that's four is a four-leaf clover, that, but that doesn't make any sense. No, that doesn't make any sense, but we'll think on it. And by the way, when I say editing, I don't mean we don't actually edit the episode. I don't want to take credit for that, but we just listen to every episode like three times before it goes out and make specific notes. So that's why. Um, this episode will go up, I'm sure, Tuesday morning, but just wanted to pop in with that little knowledge. I'm going to put an ad break here so that it doesn't seem too abrupt. And everything else that you're about to hear was recorded earlier today, so the rest of the Kardashian recap, but this is Julie and I at 9.48 now at night, and we love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even say anything about Stormy World. No, we just said the fact that they're back in California, which I think is important news to know, because when we were talking, it sounded like we thought they were having it in Turks, which I did. Well, the confusing the reason I knew they were back is because Chloe had posted the welcome home, but it's it is confusing because they always post vacation content after being home. Yeah, I think I was just a little bit confused by the whole thing to be honest. I understand. Like Kim was posting chasing iguana today. How are you supposed to know where they were? Well, that's the thing. When they do it on the stories, that's when I get a little bit confused. It's one thing if it's a grid, but when it's a story, you kind of expect that it's in real time. Right. I don't know. To be honest, I hadn't been paying that much attention the last few days, which is why I think I was a little thrown off. Okay. I understand that. Thank you, Julie. Wait, <laughs> right, I guess we're done here. <laughs> okay. Flashing back to the rest of the episode. This is us popping in. Julie, wait, quick trivia. And also for you and to anybody that is an OG listener, do you know what I'm going to ask? No, but now I'm scared I'm not going to have the answer because you know how I hate it not having trivia answers. It's fine. What is the only other time, I believe only other time that we've ever done this popping in our future selves? Oh, we did it really recently. No, well, maybe, but the like the the first time we did it. When? The James Charles emergency episode with Tati. Um, we just did one recently with that where we popped in. I don't remember what it was about, but the James Charles one was funny. It, sometimes I think about the fact that we did that as an emergency episode and it makes me laugh. It makes me laugh. Oh, you're thinking of the fact that we came on and redid the intro when Olivia Jade was on Red Table Talk. Yes, I am. Thank you so much for that. Do you like that my memory just randomly worked? See, that's what I was just going to say is I don't like when you test my memory as trivia. <laughs> Sorry. That's not fair. Okay, I, I will rename that section. Not trivia, just a random fact that I wonder if you happen to remember. Okay, that's fair. I can I can accept that. Okay, and now cutting back to the actual regular episode. Thank you for this little six-minute break. We love you guys. Fifty high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. 
From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Okay, Kardashian recap, which is actually really good this week. We were going to start with the trailer, which we will get into in a few minutes, but it is Stormy's birthday, which feels like it takes priority. So I first just want to say happy birthday, Stormy. Julie, can you believe it? Stormaloo. I can't. No, Em, I really am having a hard time with this one. We storied this tweet today by Dylan Hafer. He said, unbelievable. It has already been three years since I cried while watching Kylie Jenner's 11 minute baby announcement video in the middle of a subway platform. Let me tell you something. I have never felt more seen than that tweet because I personally remember exactly where I was. And I feel like any of us diehard stormy lovers know exactly where we were when Kylie announced that. There was something about the To Our Daughter video dropping that will always have a really specific place in my memory. And I think that's the case for a lot of people. It was just such a special tribute. And also, you know, it was narrated by Jordan, which I know we talk about a lot, but I really remember that more vividly when it's something like her third birthday and you're kind of just, you know, taking a little walk down memory lane. I don't mean to sound insane. I know we don't know her personally, but you think about how much has changed just in those few years from a family perspective. I mean, you know, I'm having a very difficult time with her being three years old already. It's really mind boggling to me. I want to read this inbox actually that we got this morning. Somebody said, Okay, I really, really hope you guys see this if you haven't done this topic yet, but can you please do an analysis slash breakdown on why Stormy is the most iconic child to come out of the Kardashian-Jenner family? I've been thinking about it all day, and I feel like you guys would have an amazing analysis, LOL. I mean, (laughs) first of all, obviously, they're all special and wonderful children, and it's not to compare them, but yes, I agree. There is definitely something about Stormy that just feels different, and it's hard to deny. I think what it is, is on top of Stormy herself being obviously just an iconic child, so much of it has to do with Kylie and the way Kylie presents Stormy to us, not just like the way Kylie dresses her, the content that Kylie gives us, um, Kylie understanding TikTok trends and using Stormy in that way. Like It's all of those things combined that really goes to the way we view Stormy, because I'm sure there are so many iconic celebrity children. We just don't know them. We don't know their personalities. With Stormy, like, I just can't think of any other child really outside of the family, except for maybe Luna and Miles, where you get so much content and such an understanding of their distinct personality. Well, I think, honestly, it's almost opens a larger conversation just about how clearly when you think social media, you think Kim Kardashian, right? But there's something generational that I don't think can be ignored when it comes to Kylie because the TikTok patience thing, like it just made sense that she did it. You know what I mean? And I just, I definitely think you're so right. The way that she kind of curates the content obviously changes the perception of the public in terms of getting to know her child better. Right. Like we've had this discussion a lot about Stormy herself. Like I think she is so wise beyond her years and so intelligent and so personable, has so much personality, like all of that, a hundred percent. But 
there's just something about Kylie and the way that Kylie understands social media that is different than every single other person in her in the family. And so much of that has to do with her being our age and younger and close to our generation. Like even there's a difference between her and Kendall and the way they use it. It's just different. And the thing with TikTok and social media and that whole landscape is like you either get it or you don't. And the public responds really favorably to people who do get it. And Kylie is just one of those people. She gets it. Lizzo gets it. Lil Nas X gets it. Like there's just a certain subsect of celebrity that really understands this landscape. And I think Kylie just continues to be the pioneer of that. Right. I mean, listen, this is this, we're talking about the same woman that built her entire cosmetics business in terms of from marketing, never spent one dime payment solely from social media. So of course she's going to make us fall in love with her kid in the same exact way, you know, like not to sound ridiculous, not to compare her child to lipstick, but it's true in terms of the way that she has that understanding of, of just how this stuff works. I mean, she literally marketed her child to us. That's what I'm saying, which listen, I understand, by the way, I want to just put this out there that there's that conversation we constantly have about like, what is the right move? And is it fair to share your child before they're consenting? And I don't really have an answer for that. I think it's just up to the parent. I think it's like so up to the parent. And personally, my stance on it is like, whatever they say, you know, is fair. Um, But yeah, she literally marketed Stormy and she is such a special, beautiful, little iconic child. And I can't believe she's three. I'm sorry. It's just fucking crazy. I can't, if you're a mom, honestly, or a dad, anything, I'm just so impressed with your ability to handle your kids getting older because I feel extremely emotional about Stormy and I've quite literally never met her. Julie called me this morning when Kylie posted that video and was like, how do you think our parents do it? Like, how do you think our parents deal with the fact that we're in our twenties? And I was like, I don't know, Jewel. I don't know how they do it. I have to call my mom after this. I have to make sure she's okay. (laughs) Oh, happy birthday, Stormy. We love you. Also, they're all, I don't know if, you know, the Turks and Caicos trip was planned specifically for her birthday or they were just there and it happened to be her birthday while they were there, but I'm obsessed with the content that we're getting. I love the content. I, that's what, that's also why the kids' birthdays are so amazing is because you get so much content that you wouldn't typically get and it's just the best. It's just the best. Also, this is like so niche and I'm sure like eight of you care about this, but we got so many DMs about the fact that in Kylie's carousel post, there was a photo of Travis and Stormy and she like put heart emojis over his shoes and people were wondering why. My guess would just be that either it was an, it's an unreleased shoe that he's in the process of designing or he was wearing like competition. So let's say he has a deal with, you know, Nike. He was wearing another shoe that he was not allowed to. That's honestly what I, my like guess would be. I don't think it's anything profound. No, I would assume most likely it's his unreleased shoe. Yeah, one of the two. Or an unreleased Yeezy is also possible. Yeah, well, and any anything like that, just something that can't be for public consumption yet. Right. Also, okay, let's get into this trailer, shall we? Oh my God, I thought you'd never ask. Guys, this was some shit. This did not disappoint. No, not at all. And I am, oh my God, I cannot wait, please. I'm so happy we're talking about this. I know, I mean- Aside from obviously how emotional it was watching them tell the crew that this was the last time, et cetera, I think probably the two biggest takeaways were, of course, Courtney and Scott, and then secondly, Chloe and Tristan and the baby rumors that are circulating as a result of that trailer. And I don't know, what do you think? Is baby number two a potential in the near future for Chloe and Tristan together? Oh, I think definitely. This is something we've been talking about for a full season already. 
last season, it was a huge part of the conversation, deciding whether they were going to do that together. Now, you know, we've all but gotten confirmation that they're back together. I think that makes an even stronger point for them doing it. And I would be shocked if within the year we didn't get that news. Yeah. Assuming that he stays in line, I agree. Yeah. I hope. God, I hope he he fucking better stay in line. I know. I know. Also, that part of the trailer when Courtney and Scott are lying on opposite sides of the couch and you see Kim say, like, they're falling, they fell asleep on the couch together. And Kendall says something like, you know, they were meant to be. I am just, I'm sitting here like, Kendall, you are speaking my language and you have a lot more power than I do. So maybe you can do something about it. If they weren't, could you imagine if Scott wasn't dating Amelia and Courtney wasn't supposedly dating Travis and that trailer broke and they were both like in our eyes seemingly single, we would have lost it. I think the only reason we haven't completely lost it about them being together or the family thinking they belong together is because they're currently potentially seeing other people. Right. Well, Scott definitely is. I mean, Amelia posted in his bathroom last week. Right. And Courtney, we most likely think is with Travis. I don't know. I really don't know, but I, you know, I'm not, I'm just not going to, not hold out hope. Like it's just not going to happen. I am a forever optimist with the situation. I know. And you sucked me back in. I know. I mean, I would have gotten sucked in eventually. It would have been impossible. It's not you. I just, seeing them together asleep on that couch really did something to me. It really, it really hits different when you see that the other family members are talking about it in a way that makes you feel less crazy. All I want is for them, like if they're not going to get back together, like fine. I have to move on with my life and handle it. All I want is for them to come out and be like, here are the concrete reasons why we are not doing this. And we need you guys to move on because until they do that, I'm not moving on. Right. Like in my dream world, Courtney presents us with a PowerPoint that explains exactly her decision process. Why or why not? Clearly she doesn't owe it to us, but I just want it. I know me too. A power, wait, that's my dream actually. Like now that I'm saying it, imagine a PowerPoint night where the entire family gives a full blown analysis as to why they should or shouldn't be together, like in bulleted discussion points. Right. Oh my God, please. Oh my God, that would be the best thing ever. <laughs> Don't you think there's there could be like a, not just Kardashian wise, like celebrities giving those PowerPoint presentations about like funny topics? Absolutely. I did one of those PowerPoint presentations and it was probably one of the funniest nights ever. Yeah, there's definitely something there. No one steal that idea. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no one take our idea that we talk about and do this every single time we have a podcast, then the idea is never concrete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I that trailer got me so hype. I am so ready. I'm so here for it. And I've never felt more ready to recap a season than that in my entire life. Same. Oh, that's going to be so emotional, Em. I know. It's going to, it really is going to be. I know. Also, one other thing that we wanted to mention, and I guess I should give a trigger warning here for robbery. This is so fucked up. Uh, like, unless I'm understanding this story wrong or unless it's being reported wrong, which I hope it is because this is really, I think, incredibly messed up. One of the suspects from the Paris robbery from 2016 is reportedly writing a book about the incident. And it's titled, or the translation in English is, I Kidnapped Kim Kardashian. Apparently, will be published February 4th, which is just in a few days. And there was this one excerpt from the book that was apparently published by a French magazine, Closer, that talks about when Kim was dialing 911 instead of 112. And what he says, or translation, is not very efficient when you are in Paris. Which, to me, kind of comes across as almost mocking the situation. Like, I, 
am so confused at how this is happening. Who is going to give this guy a book deal? Doesn't this sound really just off to you? It's super off. It's very uh, OJ Simpson if I did it. But first of all, the whole reason that it's the most confusing, aside from how awful and insensitive and mocking that is, is that I don't believe they've been tried yet. So you basically just admitted guilt before your trial. Yeah, I have to understand the legality associated with this because it's bizarre to me. And it's also like, I mean, that is just the definition of capitalizing, monetarily capitalizing on somebody's trauma. Yeah, it's really awful and confusing to me. Disgusting. It's not like a documentary or something is being done about it. It's like directly profiting the robber. Yeah, really gross. Yeah. Um, So we just wanted to touch on that. I'm sure you all saw that. But anything else that you want to mention about anything? Um, I'm just really into Jordan Woods and Carl Anthony Towns. I am so glad you said that. They are, I really think, like the real deal. I so I'm really obsessed with them as a couple. I really love the content that he posts of her. I love the way he interacts with her mom on social media. I'm obsessed with that. I just am so into them. She has really been such a source of like support for him through this time. And it it's just so bonding. Like when you are with someone during this pandemic, I know they were together before, but it's really, really a bonding time because there's so much isolation and especially in his case, so much grief. Like this is, I don't know. I'm curious to see what happens here because I think that they really are like serious. Yeah, that's what it appears to me. I mean, he wrote that whole Insta story about her and and how much she's helped him through this time. So, I mean, it is, it's a real bonding experience and we've definitely seen their relationship grow recently. And I, I don't know, I'm just so, so here for it. I'm here for it too. She's killing it. Her Wait, we didn't even talk about her Busta Challenge. Oh my God, Em, I watched it a hundred times. She is so hot. I, I say this to you every time. I literally think she's drop dead gorgeous. Yeah, it, she is. Oh my God, she is. Okay, guys, I think that's all. I know this episode wasn't that much, but we're here every week, whether there is or there isn't. So thanks for being <laughs> with us. <laughs> also, thank you for everybody who listened to um, our episode last week, the Kristen Cavallari Madison breakdown. That episode did so 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 well um so thank you but we love you guys and we'll see you later this week for kardashians isabel and i will see you later this week for bravo and we're so lucky to do this so lucky to have you guys even in the midst of a snowstorm when there are plows going on uh thank you for just being here we love you This season on Naughty Yada Island. When we were new, they spoiled me. They even gave me a phone. But then, it's like I didn't exist. Don't take Yada Yada from your wireless carrier. Now with Metro, get that new customer feeling again and again. Introducing Metro Flex. Free 5G phones when you join. Same deals as new customers when you stay. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. Just bring your number and ID and sign up for an eligible plan. After 12 months, trade in and get our best deals on select devices.